Hey, CF family, thank you for joining us today. We really hope that this message encourages you and blesses your life. Well, before you hear this powerful teaching, I want to encourage you to share this message with someone who needs to hear the gospel. You never know what this message can do to the life of that person. Also, we want you to know that wherever you're watching us from, you can still impact the lives of others through your giving. It is through your generosity that we can keep pushing the kingdom of God forward in our city and all over the world. Giving is safe and simple. You can go to our app or you can go to our website, cfmiami.org give. Well, God bless you and I hope you enjoy this message. Yeah, come on, let them hear it. Hey, come on, encourage our CF kids and our Christ Fellowship Academy students. Come on, you can do better than that. Yeah, encourage them as they go. Hey, you guys did great. Let me pray for us. Let me pray for us. My Lord, we are just so grateful. What a privilege it is to see, Father, the children that you have entrusted to us singing praises to you. What a tremendous blessing, oh Lord. And so, Father, Lord, as, as we get ready now to, to open your word, Father, we pray, oh Lord, that you would so give us eyes to see the truth in your word. And Father, as we, Lord, just encourage moms today, oh Lord, and mother figures, Father, may, may they walk out of here feeling loved, encouraged, ready for this high calling that you have given to them. God, we love you so much, and we thank you. It is in Jesus' name we pray, and all of God's people say, amen. amen. Hey, come on, let's give another shout of praise for God. Hey, welcome, happy Mother's Day to all the moms, grandmas, mother figure, and happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to my wife, she's standing right there. Love you. And so to all our guests, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you know, it's a great weekend for us here at Christ Fellowship. Today, my message is just going to be specifically for our moms. I've entitled this message, uh, godly mothering in ungodly times. And the times are getting further and further from God, amen? But man, God ha women have, mothers have a huge calling in the life of our children. And so if you have your Bibles, turn to first, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. And wherever you're watching, you can follow along with me as I read, all right? Listen to what God's Word says. And this is Paul writing to Timothy. He says, I am reminded of your sincere, what's the next word? Faith. What is it? Faith. Of your sincere faith. A faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, and then in your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. And then listen to the warning that we get from God's Word in 1 Peter chapter 5. It says this, So be sober-minded, mothers. Be watchful, mother figures. For your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. What a warning from our Heavenly Father. Amen? That is God's Word. You can go and take a seat, everybody, at all campuses. Again, it's great to have you here. And folks, let me start off by sharing this with you. You know, one of a mother's greatest concerns, if not their greatest fear, 
is that someone would ever take their child. In other words, in a moment, get this, in a moment where that child is unguarded, a stranger comes, sees him, stalks him, and eventually takes him away. Folks, there has to be nothing more fearful than that for a mom, a father. I know for us, you know, at home, we, we play about we're going to put several Apple Air tags and, and, and tiles, right, to keep track of our children, right? We care about our kids so much. Folks, stay with me here because it could actually get worse. And here's how. It's because when they are taken, the child can actually be brainwashed, get this, to come to a point where they begin to trust the kidnapper. Oh, yeah. And folks, and here's how they do it. You know, when they, when, when they have them, they begin to instill lies. Everyone say instill lies. Yeah, instill lies into the mind of that child to the point they, they, they start believing those lies and they and begin to trust that person and they lose the desire to escape. And folks, when that happens, it can be very difficult uh, for rescuers to not only find that child but save that child. In fact, that is a clear and present danger we face. And folks, now let me bring that and, and draw an analogy to that between that and something even more fearful. Because, folks, what an image of what Satan wants to do presently, not with some of our children, not with most of our children, but with every single one of our children. And, folks, and by that I mean that just like a kidnapper, right, wants to instill lies into their mind so that they can get to trust them. Listen, just like that. And here's the big idea for today. Listen, Satan has one main objective with each of our children, and that is to instill the lies that he calls truth into their heart. Folks, in order to lure them away from the God who loves them. But folks, God has given mothers and mother figures a high calling. And that high calling is to instill the truth of God into the minds and into the hearts of our children. Amen? Amen. Folks, so not only could they be protected from the lies of the enemy, but folks, so that they can live joyful lives. They can live happy lives. They can live peaceful lives, God-honoring lives. But, you know, it's sad to say that there's so many mothers out there that are not aware of our enemy's main objective with our children. And as a result, they forsake their primary calling as a mother, and they begin to focus on secondary issues of life. Amen. Things about the, the child's uh, uh, clothing and things about school and that little party that they have to go to. And all the little things in Disney World and things with Encanto and all, right, all the things that we all deal with. And as a result, here's what happens. They, fors they forsake the primary calling that God has given to them. But folks, listen, you may be here right now and you're thinking, Omar, listen, I'm tracking with you because I see that in my own life as a mom Sometimes I could lose track 
of this high calling that I have in my life from God to instill God's truth into my children's lives. And so, Omar, how can I make sure that I'm a good mom covering all those other things which are important, but I never forsake the primary thing that God has entrusted me to do? How can I be sure that I stay focused? Well, folks, we're going to find out from 2 Timothy chapter 1, all right? So if you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1. You can fire up your Christ Fellowship apps, follow along in our listening guides, And today, listen, I have three life-saving thoughts for us, for the mothers here today. Are we all ready today to dive into God's Word? Yeah? All right. So here's the first thing that you need to know. The first thing is that a godly mother is clear. Everyone say clear. Clear. Yeah. It's clear in her calling. Now let's go back to the passage for today. Listen to what it says. It says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, your trust in God, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, then in your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. Now stop right there for a moment and let me set up the scene for us. Because the book of 2 Timothy is actually a letter written by the Apostle Paul to a pastor, a young pastor who is struggling. And folks, as he is writing this letter, right, to this young, discouraged pastor, he mentions his mother, his mother Eunice and his grandmother Lois. Now, folks, follow me here because the way that Paul writes about Timothy's mom and grandmother, it's almost like if he knows them very well. In fact, most likely, Paul, in his first missionary journey, led these two women to Christ. There were two regular Jewish ladies living in modern-day Turkey in Asia Minor, and so they were living in the area of Galatia. And so when the Apostle Paul came and presented the gospel, that Jesus Christ had come to this earth to pay for our sins on that cross so that whoever would put their faith in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And folks, when those two ladies heard that truth, they stepped forward and they put their faith in Christ And most likely, when Eunice stepped forward, she most likely had with her a young little boy named Timothy. Now, fast forward to the second and third missionary journeys, because by then, that little boy, Timothy, had already been led to Christ. And so what's so special about these two ladies is that the moment that they were saved, they not only understood, listen carefully, the clear and present danger from the enemy, but they were clear in their new calling as a mother and as a grandmother. And that was to pass on their new faith over to this little boy named Timothy. And folks, this was no easy task for two reasons. First of all, listen, the gospel was very, there was a lot of hostility towards the gospel then. At that time, the Greek philosopher in that culture, and also really from, from from Judaism, Christianity looked like a small little sect that was coming out of nowhere, and so people really were not favorable towards Christians at that juncture. But also, um, Timothy's father, Eunice's husband, was not a believer. In fact, listen to what it says about Timothy's father in the book of Acts. It says, Paul came also to Derbe and to Lystra, the area where they lived, and a disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a what? Was a Greek. 
Now, folks, that's indicating to us that he was not a believer. And so, fathers, listen up. In fact, fathers, say, listen up. up. Say, listen up. up. Yeah, listen up for just a moment because even though both mom and dad have the responsibility of raising our children in the ways of the Lord, you as the father, you bear the ultimate responsibility of the home. Why? Because you're the leader of the home. And so when, if, if Jesus ever walked and knocked at your home and he came to do a spiritual checkup on your children, you know the first thing he will ask for? He's not going to ask for mom. He's going to ask, where's the father? Why? Because the father, as the leaders of the home, listen, we bear the ultimate responsibility of our children. But here's the thing, whenever, right, the fa- a father is not a believer in Christ, or maybe they're just not living up to, the sta- to, to what the Lord is calling them to do, the mother then assumes responsibility where there's a lack. And so fathers, listen, if you're a believer, listen, everything I'm going to share today with, to the moms, it could be applied to you as well, amen? But folks, since Timothy's father was not a believer, Eunice knew that she had a clear charge, and that was to pass the gospel over to this little young boy, Timothy. And church, they were so clear. They're so clear on their calling. Then listen to how Paul describes the motherhood of these two ladies just three chapters later. He says this. He tells Timothy, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Which means, listen, that from infancy, these two ladies began to impart their faith into their son. And so mom, grandmother, mother figure here today, let me, ask you, let me pose a question for you. If the Apostle Paul was writing a letter to your children 10, 20, 30 years from now, how would they describe, how would he describe your motherhood? Will Paul say, well, she was a good mom, but unfortunately she focused on things that really didn't really matter? Or would they say, no, she was a faithful woman just like Lois, just like Eunice, and she passed on the faith over to you? And so if there's something in you, mom, today that says, you know what, Omar, I want to be that mom. I, I desire, I'm not perfect, but I want to be that mom that, that really passed my faith over to my children even when I'm long gone to remember. Listen, if that's your desire, what, a, what a, a great desire that is. But let me remind you first that for this to be true in your life, listen carefully, you first need to make sure that you yourself are being nourished in God's word first and foremost. Listen, which means you cannot nourish your own children if you are first not nourishing yourself with God's word. You cannot give to your children what first God has not worked in your life and taught you as a daughter of God. Make sense? You know, I I love that sometimes, you know, God gives us in nature so many beautiful images to really 
understand a spiritual reality. You know, we've all seen little baby birds in the nest, in a tree, right? We, we've all seen those images, and they're hungry, right? The moment that the, 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 the mom comes, man, they're, they're, they, they want some food. But it's interesting, when you look at those images, that what the mother is feeding them is what she already took inside, right? She went out, she explored, she ate as much as she can, and now she's with her children, with her little, uh, uh, little chicks, and she's giving from everything that she took in. And folks, that's exactly what happens with motherhood. Listen, mom, if you want to be the godly mother that God is calling you to be, the first area to focus is your own self. Get to a place that you're being nourished with God's truth, amen? Which means that every single time, listen, that you open up God's Word, listen carefully, every time that you open up God's Word at home, every single time that you go to your women's small group and your Bible study, every time that you come to church on the weekend, listen, every single time that you read, that you hear that you're growing, is not only nourishing you, but it's going to nourish your children. You know, Never get to that point where you are not nourishing yourself spiritually to the point that you cannot pass on from everything that God's working in your life. Amen? Amen. So the first step in being clear in your calling is to focus on yourself. Be the woman, the daughter of God that God's calling you to be. And folks, not only do we see Eunice uh, and Lois be clear in their charge, but also write this down as big number two. A godly mother is consistent. Everyone say consistent. consistent. It's consistent in that calling. In fact, let, listen carefully to what the Apostle Paul said. He says this. So Timothy, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you have learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. You know, if you have your Bibles open, circle the word there for knowing right there in verse 14. Because the word knowing there in the original Greek text, you know, we always like to remind you here at CF that the Bible was first written in Greek and Hebrew and then translated into different languages. Well, the word here for knowing in the original text is the Greek word Ido. Everyone say Ido with me. Oh, you can do a little better than that. So everyone say Ido at all campuses. Yeah, Ido. And folks, the word Ido it doesn't imply just intellectual knowledge. It's actually a holistic word that implies learning through all the senses. And so what the Apostle Paul is saying here, listen, remember these two faithful ladies who perhaps had passed away by that point. Listen, remember them who loved you. Remember them who sacrificed themselves for you. And how they not only taught you God's word with their mouth, but they modeled the gospel throughout, consistently throughout their life. You see, one of, a mother's, one of the goals of a mother should be that once after you are long gone, right? After the days of your life here on earth are long gone, that your child could look back, and after you're gone, that they go through hard moments in life, maybe a relational issue, a financial issue, a health issue, something with their own children. Folks, one of the goals of motherhood should be that after you are gone, that, listen carefully, that the memory of your consistency of how you model the gospel is one of the things, listen, that motivates them to persevere 
in their faith. In other words, as they're going through the hard time, they start remembering everything mom went through, how she went through that moment in life, how that happened, how this other thing took happen. And folks, as your children are remembering and reflecting your life, that the natural result of them reflecting is that now they are motivated to persevere in their faith just like mom, just like grandma, just like my aunt, just like the mother figure, persevere in their life. Amen, church? And you know, sometimes what happens is that sometimes we get to a point that we think that we need to be perfect in our consistency. And daughter of God, let me remind you something on this Mother's Day. Listen, consistency does not mean perfection. Consistency in your walk with Christ does not mean that you have to be perfect. Listen, I am sure that Eunice had troubles in her life. She stumbled in her life. She was not the perfect mom, but what is evident is that she was consistent during the good times and the bad times. And so listen, when your, when your children remember you, right, listen, let them see, let, let them remember consistency in the triumphs of life and in the failures of life. That when they think of when you were on the, on the mountaintop, you praised God and acknowledged God. And when you stumbled and went through a trial, you stuck to God and you trusted the Lord. Amen? Listen, folks, listen, moms, don't miss this because for what your child needs to see in your life is not perfection. What they need is to see is consistency. Amen? Because, listen, that will motivate them to persevere in their faith just like you showed them how to do it. Amen? And lastly, listen, write this down as big number three. Listen, a godly mother is courageous. Everyone say courageous at all campuses. Yeah, it's courageous in her calling. Now listen to what God's word says in the book of 1 Peter as he is encouraging ladies uh, who are in the lineage of Sarah's in the faith, right? Of Sarah, uh, the, the, the wife of Abraham. God's word says this, and you are her children. You want to be in that lineage of Sarah? If you do good and do not fear anything, that is what? That is frightening. Listen, moms, there are a lot of things going on in life that can bring us, that can bring fear to a mom. One of them is physical safety, right? You know, part of a, of a mom is that there's a, something in you to protect your children, to, to nurture children and on, on all that. And so there could be a, a fear in us that about the safety of our children that we almost become helicopter moms. You guys know what that is? Yeah, helicopter moms. That we're so overwhelmed with fear of our children that we just come over them over and over trying to protect them from every single danger. But mom, let me remind you, as a daughter of God, do what the Lord has called you to do. Be the faithful, the responsible mother that God has called you to be, but there has to be a moment where you entrust the safety and the health of your child over to the Lord. Amen? Listen, God has not called you in this constant fear over the safety of your children. Listen, you do what you do, what you need to do. You teach them the right way. You protect them to the best of your abilities. But at the end of the day, you need to remember that God loves your children. Maybe hard to even fathom this, or even more than you do. And so there has to be a moment when you entrust your children over to the Lord. 
But you know, it's not only physical fears, it's also spiritual fears. You know, the, the truth is that some of us here today are uh, moms of maybe toddlers in elementary school. Maybe there's a fear in you right now that maybe that child will never come to know Christ. For some of us, we have children now in middle school, high school, and when you look at the way they're living their lives on social media, they're not as close to the Lord as you wish they were, right? Or some of us are empty nesters right now. And now the way that your son, your daughter is living their life is not exactly the way you envision them, not exactly the way you led them to live. So there's a deep fear in your heart that somewhere along the way they will never come to trust Christ as Savior. And so what happens usually when moms are overwhelmed with fears, the spiritual fear, sometimes, here's what happens, sometimes we may get to the point that we, are, we want to be the ones who write the testimony of our children. You know, I raised them this way, I took them to the school, and they came to know Christ at this age when I wanted them to come to know Christ, and, and all these different things. But let me remind you today on this Mother's Day that you are not writing the testimony of your children. The Lord is writing the testimony of your child. Amen? And so what I want to encourage you, listen, whether you think they're far or close, listen, what I want to encourage you today do what God has called you to do. Teach them God's word. Model God's word for them. But there has to be a moment where you entrust that child to the Lord and say, Lord, I've done everything I could. I was not perfect. I stumbled in different places. But I need to trust that at the right time, you will show mercy and grace, work in my child's heart, and let it be according to your will. Amen? Every person has a different testimony. But even though, be, so remember, listen, don't try to force to write the testimony of your children. Do what God is calling you to do and allow the Lord to write their child's testimony. Some of our children may come to know Christ early. Some of us maybe later. Some of us later on in our lives. But listen, Mom, on this day, be fearless, be courageous. Do what God is calling you to do and trust the heart of your children to the Lord and let him work in his life, in that little girl's life, at the right time. Amen? Amen. And so let me end with this. You know, if this story of Timothy sounds familiar, because church family is actually very similar to my story. You know, I had a Eunice. I had a Lois in my life. I had a mom and a grandma who raised me in the ways of the Lord. My, my grandmother's name was Olga, and my mom's name was Arlene. That's me right there in an oversized in a stroller, as you can tell. <laughs> and, you know, that, that was my mom, that was my Lewis and my Eunice. And interesting enough, my, that was the last, one of the last pictures we took with my grandmother. And interesting enough, my dad is not a believer. He's from the Greek island of Cyprus, and so... He's not a believer, so it was just like Timothy had a, a father who was not a believer, two faithful women in his life. And little did they know, listen, that I would one day become a pastor just like Timothy became the pastor in the church of Ephesus. And so if you think about it, listen, when I read this story, it is so real in my life. And so, you know, I thought, you know, we're in the middle of this conversationalist series, if you've been with us. We, we hear from God on different topics, and then we sit down to have a conversation uh, with someone in that field. But, you know, I thought today, 
we're in the middle of this conversation in this series. Why not have the units in my life, my own mom, to come out here and just have a conversation, all right? So if you don't mind, go ahead and welcome my mom, Arlene. Thank you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Here's for you. Thank you. Go ahead and sit down. Guys, give it up for my mom. It takes a lot to come out here. Well, happy Mother's Day. I love you so much. Thank you so much for for doing this. I know it was a little, you know, it could be a little nerve-wracking, you know, to come up here. But, man, thank you so much for, for being here. I love you, Mom. Thank you for the invitation and for this experience, and uh, happy Mother's Day to all mothers <laughs> here today. Amen. You know, we're in this topic today on, on the fact that God has given every mother a high calling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that calling, the primary calling of each mom is to transfer their faith over to their children, right? But unfortunately, like I mentioned in my teaching, it's very easy for moms, well-meaning moms, right, to lose focus of the important things, right? We, we focus on things, on other things. Uh, in today's day and age, a lot of distractions, right? Mm-hmm. And so my question to you is, um, why is it so easy for moms to focus on secondary things mm-hmm. instead of the primary calling? And what can a mom, a mother figure do in their daily life or in their life to make sure that they stay focused? Well, Omar, you know, today uh, there is a lot of distraction. The world has a lot of distraction for women and for uh, mothers as well. And such as the social media, fitness, uh, fashion. And it doesn't mean that all those things are bad. But we have to be wise as mother and careful because if we feel our time and our mind on those things, we probably take time that it's uh, to, ha- to be with our kids and, and that uh, can be, you know, take away beautiful time with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the enemy it takes the advantage mm-hmm. and takes away uh, beautiful times and important times, especially those eternal times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have to be, as mother and as woman, very wise. Yeah. And uh, to keep my calling, uh, what I did and what works to me was first, I was very intentional and, uh, to, in my spiritual growth, see? And that helped me to set my priorities as a daughter of God. Also, uh, what helped me was uh, I was always involved in church activities, Mm. and I surround myself with other uh, godly mothers and women, and uh, serving in the church, and... um, going uh, to small groups, and that, uh, when you surround with this uh, uh, other women that live the same as you, you know, right. that helps you a lot. You know, absolutely, you know, and I think it's, absolutely, and, and I, which is, goes back to what I was kind of saying is that in order to first be the mom that God's calling you to be, mm-hmm. you, you got to first focus on yourself and let that be a reality. And, mm-hmm. 
you know, as I was just kind of just thinking through this teaching and, and just thinking about, you know, why, why is it easy for moms today to, you know, to, to drift at times? You know, I, I thought of that uh, verse I think we have on, on, on the screen. It's from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Listen carefully to what this verse says. It says, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. Mm-hmm. And listen carefully to what it says next. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Amen. And I think the temptation for an everyday life, not only for men, but even for, for moms, for, for women, is it's easy to focus on the things that are seen, on the tangible things you see day to day, you know, the, the little fashion, the little parties, the school things, the extracurricular activities, all these different things, which are fine. Mm-hmm. But those things, according to God's word, are transient. They're, they, they don't last. Mm-hmm. And I think by constantly reminding ourselves, putting our minds back on the unseen things, the eternal things, mm-hmm. I think that helps us, you know, continue to focus on the right calling in life, right? It's almost like a mental check throughout your week of saying, am I focusing right now in this season of my life on the things that are seen? Or am I focusing more on the things that are unseen? Amen? Amen. And so, you know, attention that that many mothers have in raising their children is that I think, you know, every mom here has a desire, right, to raise her children in the ways of the Lord. But there's like a fine balance where it's easy in that process to almost like force that gospel down our children's throats, right? Like, you know, like, you're going to, you know, you got to force it on them, right? I think there's that tension, and I think there's a very fine line where you're doing what God's calling you to do, but then you feel like now, your children feel like now you're forcing your beliefs on them, like, you know? And so, Mom, you know, you were not perfect, obviously, but, but man, you, you, I think in the, in the whole process, you, you, you were able to find that right balance. And so, uh, what was your experience in finding that right balance on being very intentional and forthright, but never to a degree that I felt like it, I was forced? Well, in my opinion and my understanding, uh, the gospel never has to be imposed. You know, mm. that uh, for me, it doesn't take you to a, a good place. It's not never is gonna have uh, good results, mm. and. Uh, uh, how I balance, uh, can I, I, I never try, you know, I, I try to show you in that going to church and live our uh, faith life, it was something normal. It's something that it was uh, important in our life. You know, I never try to push you. Uh, or even, well, you know, sometimes, so, so some days I have to push <laughs> a little bit stronger, no? I'm sure there's uh, some, some, you some young kids you. right now that were pushed today, right? <laughs> you know, but what I intend is that going church and be on, on the things of the faith never was an option. Mm-hmm. That always, uh, it was going, it was something normal to uh, us. Yeah, part of and life. And joyful, yeah. and joyful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when you was back in, when you was a pastor in Miami's spring campus, that I was. Oh, which, by the way, just so you know, before this role, my lead pastoral here, 
a long time ago, I was the campus pastor of our Miami Springs campus, which is now at the Doral campus. And so I started that campus. Yeah, shout out to yeah. Doral over there. <laughs> but, uh, but that's actually what you're referring and to. We were in the car, and you received a call from a lady from church, and, and you were answering, uh, listen, uh, my mother always take me to church. Uh, she never gave me that option. And I was, I just, hmm. in my mind, I said, yes. <laughs> thanks, I gave thanks to the Lord because that was my plan, Amen. okay? And um, in this day, it's important because uh, this new gener generation, uh, they don't expect from us, uh, they don't want, they are not open to lectures and to push religion they are more open and expect from us to live our faith. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, growing up, I remember I, I you know, always came to church with you and, and I was involved in the church. And, you know, looking at, back at this, at this the, 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 the verse that we were looking today, I, I, I really love that it says this. It says, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you've learned it, and how from childhood you have been, that's key word, you have been acquainted. You have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I love that Paul's not saying, you know, Timothy, you remember when your mom and your grandma, they, they forced that faith on you, you know? They, it, <laughs> he didn't write that. He says that throughout their childhood they were consistently getting their child acquainted with God's truth. The truth of the matter, I was just thinking about it this morning, is if your child says, no, I don't want to go to the church today, they're going to stay home, and they're going to be on their iPad, they're going to be on the TV, right, on Netflix, on YouTube, and they're going to be getting acquainted with some other truth or so-called truth, right? Mm -hmm. And so the reality is, listen, we have these few moments in our lives and the goal is not that you bring them to church so that they could, for, you know, they have to believe, they have to believe, but rather that throughout their childhood, they're becoming acquainted with God's truth because I love it. It says you were acquainted with the sacred writings which were able to make you wise for salvation later on, wise for salvation through Jesus Christ. And so, you know, the responsibility as a mom, as a dad, is to ensure that they're getting acquainted with God's truth mm -hmm. because when the Lord decides to show grace and mercy on that child's heart, everything that they had learned starts clicking in their mind. Amen? Mm -hmm. And so it's important to put them in environments where they're not force them to believe, but just let them continue to hear, and the good Lord at his right timing will work in that heart. Amen? Amen. Yeah, we can clap for that. Yes. You know, one of the things that a, a, a godly mother... I mentioned in my teaching is that they are to be courageous, right? And so, Mom, you know, what were some of the things that growing up you were fearful of? Uh, and how did God, how did you see God help you and shepherd you through those fearful moments? Well, there were a lot of occasions when I felt uh, fear, you know, Especially, uh, I, was very, uh, I was concerned and that uh, any decision that I made uh, makes you hurt, or if I take bad decision, uh, you have to live the consequences of, uh, 
uh, a bad decision that I made, uh, especially when we came from, from Puerto Rico to here to Miami. Uh, I was very concerned that, you know, that you, uh, how you're gonna uh, get accustomed here in the Smart. United States. And uh, also, I was afraid when those teenagers uh, age come up, and that was the time that you have to take the decision to follow Christ. So, and uh, thanks God you did. Mm -hmm. And also when you went to, to college, you know, I knew that a new world is gonna be open before your eyes and I was concerned that you take the, the right path. Mm -hmm. So that was time of fear, but uh, I got, uh, you know, I trust in the promises of God. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of those moments, I went to a, a woman's conference and uh, the, I heard the voice of God through the speaker and it was very clear. He said that to me, don't be f uh, afraid. Uh, afraid because I'm taking care of Omar, mm. see? And uh, that fear then takes away. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a passage in, in the book of Joshua that says that if you serve the Lord, mm -hmm. uh, me and my family will serve the Lord, oh, yes. yes. And uh, that was a, a, an answer prayer for me. But the thing is that that doesn't come like a magic trick. Uh, it, 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 it has effort, you mm -hmm. have to, uh, uh, to be a, uh, make sure. effort on it, and it, it wasn't something that you have to be perseverance, mm -hmm. and, and above all, you have to trust in the Lord. Amen. You know, <laughs> you know when, when, as I was just listening to you, you know, I, I, there's, I think there's a difference that we all need to be aware of. There's a difference between as mothers or parents, right? There's a difference between being concerned and fear right? Uh, concern, I think, is a responsibility of every parent to be concerned about things in their children's lives. Fear is very different. Fear begins to overwhelm your heart, right? There's something about fear that almost paralyzes you, right? And it's interesting. I've heard it was said, said once that there are 365 times in the Word of God where, where God says, do not fear. Because ultimately, right, once for every day of the year, right? Because Amen. ultimately... <laughs> Whenever, you're fe whenever you fear, that means you're not trusting in the promises of God. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, your heart said, you know what, I'm in I need to be in control so much that now fear is overwhelming your heart because you cannot control it and then fear overwhelms your heart, right? And so is it is important for you to be concerned about things in your children's lives? Absolutely. But never let your heart get to a place of fear. Because the moment that you experience fear in your heart, what that's indicating is that somewhere along the way, you stop trusting the Lord. Amen? Amen. So do not fear mom. Do not fear grandmother, right? The Lord's in control. And then, you know, last but not least, you know, you were a single mom for a season of my childhood. I remember those times very clearly. And even in society today, the other day I was doing some research and uh, in, across all homes in, in the United States, according to the census, 
Somewhere between 25 to almost a third of all homes are led by single moms, if you can believe that. So I'm sure there's a lot of single moms out here today with their children. They come to church with their children. And honestly, sometimes single mom life could be very hard. You know, it, it could be, you know, we could put our facade over in Mother's Day, like everything's okay. But truth of the matter is that maybe there's some moms, single moms here who are discouraged. Mm -hmm. And so, mom, what, what would you tell someone here right now, a mom who's just going through life, maybe feeling a little discouraged? You know, how did you go through those seasons? Well, by experience... Uh, I know that to be a single mom, it, it could be very hard, see? And even though I have the support of my family, my parents and my sister, uh, I was very clear and I knew that um, raising you up and pursuing the calling to maintain you in the faith was only mine. And, and sometimes, Honestly, were very difficult. Uh, as you said, now nowadays it's more common uh, the term uh, single mom, but almost 40 years ago in Puerto Rico, uh, being a single mom it was uh, a dishonor. It was a disgrace, and. Uh, even though I was still married to your father, I was separated, I, I was a single mom. And uh, I remember that when I was pregnant, I had to take a class for labor, uh, a class, a labor class, and I was so ashamed. And I, was, I felt, you know, to disclose that I was by myself, that I was a single mom, that I couldn't go. And uh, I, I didn't go. Mm. So as an advice or uh, to all the, the single moms that could be here, uh, first of all, be proud of, of being a mom. Be proud. Amen. Amen. Because before you are uh, a single mom, you are a daughter of Amen. God. Amen. Yeah? And... Uh, and the best gift as a mo uh, the gift of motherhood it's the best gift that any woman can have mm -hmm. so when when you feel this courage see uh, fill those feelings with thought of trusting the lord and knowing that no matter what there's nothing that is going to separate you from the love of god amen amen and, and that will give you the strength and the capacity to show your kids and show your children that uh, your identity doesn't come from a label, from society, that your, your identity comes from God. Amen to that. And, you know, I, I, I think, you know, your example of, the fact that you always found out your identity in being a daughter of God, not your circumstance, I think that was instilled in me because even to this day, you know, and I think I've shared this with you before, it, you know, my identity is not of being a pastor. Mm -hmm. You know, my identity at the end of the day, it, I'm just simply a child of God, just like everyone else here. And, and I think that's so important because 
you're modeling that. You know, when a mom really models, right, their security, their identity, their who they are in Christ, it really makes an imprint in their child's heart to live that way as well. And so, mom, I just want to thank, tell you thank you for, man, for, for the amazing mom you have been to me all my life. And the reason that I'm here today, the reason that, that the man that I am today uh, is largely due to you and your hard work and effort. And so, mom, I love you. Can we give it up for my mom? Amen. Amen. If you don't mind, can you stand up with me if you don't mind? And before you leave, listen, I want to pray for, 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 the, for all the, the moms and the mother figures here today. Um, but before I do so, uh, I'm going to remind you, listen, come back next week. Next week, we're continuing this series called The Conversationalist, tackling all these different hard topics. We're going to talk about the topic of addiction, all these different things that we see in society today that sometimes society glorifies. We're going to see what the Lord really sees about all these different topics. But before I call the campus pastor to the front, uh, let me, can I pray for all the moms here today? Yeah? And then uh, we'll be concluded short. Let me pray. Father, Lord, we, I, I thank you first and foremost for uh, my mom, Lord, and the example that she has been in my life. Thank you for her faithfulness. Lord, every single person in this congregation is being blessed really by her efforts and her work in my life. And so, Father, thank you for her. Continue to use her in my life as you have all these years. And Father, I want to pray for all the moms, the grandmothers, the aunts, the mother figures. Father, I pray that today that we would be reminded to be clear in our calling. Father, let us be consistent in that calling in the good and bad times. And Father, let us be courageous as we do what you have called us to do. And that as we move forward, may we be a church with strong mothers and mother figures that have eternal impacts in our children. God, we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. All right, I'm going to call all the campus pastors to the front of the campuses. God bless you all.